Now, 630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. It's been a long journey for me. Um, you know, like you said, just coming out of Sacramento State and really thinking my football career was over um, and, you know, working a real job, delivering chips and uh, yeah. never, never would have dreamed of this. I mean, obviously, as a kid growing up, you know, I, sports was a big part of my life, you know, watching, you know, countless games and then going out in the yard and, and re trying to reenact those games and, uh, you know, playing with my friends and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, I definitely you know what the hall of fame is all about you know uh championships you know all those sorts of things and, and you wish one day you'd get to kind of have that feeling and um to now be able to get the phone call from from matt dunn again a couple weeks ago and break the news to me um i'm definitely excited and honored and uh man i i really don't know what to say i mean i you know once i go through all of the the things here in September and kind of get a feel for, you know, what it's, it's really like to, to be in the hall of fame. Um, I'll probably have a little bit better perspective on that. Uh, but just right now, just super excited, um, uh, to, to hear the no news first from Matt and then, um, to, to look forward to September when, you know, I get to come up and, and go through all that. Ricky Ray is going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Not only is he a Hall of Famer, but he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Congratulations to Ricky Ray. Good evening, everybody. I'm Morley Scott. Welcome to the Elks this week. Uh, the Elks are back at practice today, getting set for the Calgary Stampeders in Calgary on Saturday night. A game you will, of course, hear here on 630. Jed 0-2 now after Saturday's loss at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. More on both those games. Looking back and looking ahead, coming up later on the show with Dave Campbell. Uh, but first, let's celebrate Ricky Ray uh, he had two careers really one here and one in Toronto and both of those careers would have gotten him into the Hall of Fame alone uh, Ray is a leading passer all-time for both both franchises and he won two gray cups with both franchises as well uh, Ray was a topic of discussion today at Elks practice and almost everyone I talked to had a Ricky Ray story, like quarterback Nick Arbuckle. In 2016, when uh, when I was here, uh, I came up to Calgary for the practice roster expansion. I was here for about a month and a half-ish. Um, and one of the games that we played that year while I was here, uh, I think Toronto had come to Calgary, and Ricky Ray was the starting quarterback. And I, at that time, I didn't know anything about Ricky Ray, and he did really well. And I think it was like as it was leading up to the game, and we were talking about their team, because when we're on offense, we're not really focused too much on the opposing team's offense. But people were talking about Ricky, and I started to ask, like, who he is and stuff like that. And then looked up his stats and then was very attentive when their offense is on the field just to see him play. And I think he dropped a couple great corner, uh, his signature corner throws in that game too. Um, so it was fun to watch him. I know that was near the end of his career. But I, and then I think I was on the field in 2018. Um, when we were at Toronto early on in the season, I think it was 18 or I think it was 18, not 19, that he hurt his uh, hurt his neck oh, yeah. uh, and played his last game. That was against us. Um, so yeah, I got I got to see him a little bit, and and he was special. Pretty incredible. I think he leads two, leads two franchises in yards passing. That's, yeah. that's, that's unheard of. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say that's not a great look for the first team that let him go because uh, obviously he had a lot left in the tank still um, but you know more credit to him that he was able to take that I think he was traded 
from Edmonton to Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, you know took that and then kept going and, and kept producing really two two different Hall of Fame careers in one. James Wilder Jr., Elks running back, played with Ray in Toronto and remembers him well and was excited to hear the news today about his former teammate. I got to call him today. That's what's up, man. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's what's up. He kind of took me under um, took me under his wing a little bit, him and S.J. Green and Sean Lemon as well when I first came into uh, Toronto. So, I mean, all the vet tricks, all the, you know, the, the lifestyle up here in Canada, man, is a big salute to Ricky Ray and, and those other guys. So, I'll give him thanks for that information. I'll give him a call today. How good was he? Man, he's the greatest. He, man, is, is the greatest quarterback I've played with. His preparation, I'm talking, when I first got in the CFL, I mean, I wanted to take pride into trying to be the first guy in the locker room, but it was just too early. Ricky was just, <laughs> Ricky was going to be in there super early with the binder, and he's just the last guy out. I mean, he lives and dies football. I mean, and it shows why he could play at a high level for such long. And then on top of that, man, he doesn't, he's not a rah-rah guy, but when he says things, there's gems. It's gems every time. And um, I've always taken a lot of things that he said and just locked it in. And of course, it's just enjoy the process, have fun, and don't look at this as a job was the biggest thing. He's like, come out here and have fun. And that was the secret of how he's done it so long. You don't look at it as a job. You look at it as just like you playing YMCA football when you're a kid and you get to just another blessing to come out here and have fun. So big salute to Ricky Ray. Big How many guys have the success with two franchises like he had? I mean, you could <laughs> he could go in the Hall of Fame for his Edmonton career and then again for his Toronto career. Hey, Ricky already know I'm one of his biggest fans, man. I told him my rookie year, I was like, look, I don't care. When we finished, I said, I got his jersey and got his autograph. And I was like, it's going in the man cave, bro. You, I mean, just to be able to play with you and be able to see it in person, the type of work you put in on the field and off the field is just kind of a way I kind of wanted to um, engrave myself here up in Canada was uh, through Ricky Ray and SJ Green. So big salute to Ricky Ray. Um, what he's done, like you said, in two organizations at a high level is, um, is everything. He's one of the greatest of all time, and, and he's the GOAT. That's James Wilder Jr., Elks running back, also a teammate of uh, Ricky Ray's at one point in his career. His Elks quarterback coach, Jarius Jackson, who was with Ray in 2012, his first year in Toronto when they won the Grey Cup. Great, great person, great dude. Um, you know, somebody you, you'd want you want to be out, be around as a friend and as a player. Great mentor. Um, you know, just the way he played the game, the way he prepared on a daily basis. Uh, you know, had the opportunity to back him up in 2012, and we were able to go win the Grey Cup and. Uh, you know, it was an honor and a privilege and something I'll never, be, never forget. So uh, definitely excited for him to be uh, nominated. Uh, the final word from practice today on Ricky Ray going into the Hall of Fame. Some thoughts from Elks head coach and GM Chris Jones, who was the defensive coordinator in Toronto in 2012. He, uh, he threw about as good a corner ball as anybody that's ever done it. Probably the best. I mean, he's, uh, he never was uh, rattled. You could sack him. He'd get up and he'd do this little thing to straighten his, regardless of whether it needs straighten or not, he'd straighten it up. He, uh, he was certainly a great player. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame career here. Hall of Fame career in Toronto. I mean, that, that's so so much. About yeah, no doubt. I mean, we uh, we knew that uh, when we made the trade in '12, we we knew uh, Scott Scott Malamich called me like three o'clock in the morning. And I said, "You do know we're, we're finna win a Grey Cup, you know? So we've got a guy like that of that caliber that uh, that he's not only is a good player, he's a great teammate." 
Incredible player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, retired after the 2018 season when he was uh, injured early in that year. Never played the rest of the way. A first ballot Hall of Famer. There's some thoughts from uh, head coach and GM of the Elks, uh, Chris Jones, who's game-planned against him an awful lot throughout his career. We also heard from Jerry Jackson, James Wilder Jr., and Nick Arbuckle in there as well. Let's hear from Dave Campbell now, who uh, joins us on the Elks this week. And Dave, you had uh, a lot longer than I did to uh, watch Ricky Ray play uh, on the broadcast. Uh, I got two years with Ray before he was traded. Uh, you had a few years before that as well. Uh, and, and Just an incredible football player. I don't think we really appreciated how good he was while he was playing. No, I don't think so because, you know, here's this this skinny kid from Happy Camp, California who came in in 2002 and was the uh, basically considered the camp arm. He's the four-string quarterback. And by the fourth game of the season in 2002, he's starting and he had four touchdowns in his debut uh, start against the BC Lions. And then he ends up in the Grey Cup uh, at home against the Montreal Alouettes. And then he goes back to the Grey Cup the, a year later. And then he goes to the uh, New York Jets in the NFL in 2004. And that was my first year covering the team. And Jason Moss was the starter. And Jason Moss had a good year. He had 5,200 yards passing, but the Elks were 9-9. Nine and nine. And people were saying, well, they'd be better if Ricky Ray came back. So Ricky Ray came back in 2005. Well, Ricky Ray went seven straight games late in that year without throwing a touchdown pass. And that was the first time, Morley, that he faced any kind of adversity. And you probably can guess what the next question was. Why isn't Jason Moss the starting quarterback? Well, he came off the bench twice in the playoffs in the in the West Semi in Calgary against the Stampeders, won that. Uh, in the West Final against the BC Lions, Edmonton won that. But Ricky Ray started the Grey Cup game, and he threw three touchdown passes over 300 yards passing. Everyone will remember third and four in the uh, fourth quarter to uh, Mookie Mitchell that set up a score by Ricky Ray, um, and he won a Grey Cup, and that was probably the best game I've ever seen Ricky Ray play. And uh, after that, interesting times. I mean, he was on the team that ended the 34-year-in-a-row playoff streak. And there were some tough years in 06 and 07. And even when you came aboard and we started doing games in 10, 11 was a great year. And then the trade. And to, to, to have one player, Morley, have a Hall of Fame career for two organizations is simply yep. remarkable. Yeah. There's not that many guys who can have who can play so well and for so long that they lead one franchise in uh, yards passing, get traded to another one, and then lead them all-time in yards passing as well. Won two great cups with both as well. So, yeah, a uh, great player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and we're going to have uh, more conversation with Dave coming up about uh, the current crop of Edmonton football players. Uh, losers, of course, uh, on Saturday night to the Saskatchewan Roughriders, looking ahead to the game against uh, Calgary coming up on Saturday. More with Dave when we return on the Elks this week here on 630 Chet. More football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Uh, Dave Campbell's coming back to join us here in a couple moments uh, again as well. The Elks coming off a 26-16 loss to the Saskatchewan Roughriders on Saturday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. A game that saw some improvement from the week before. 
but was still a loss, and there's still work to do, and everyone admits that as they get set to play the Calgary Stampeders this weekend in Calgary. One bright spot from the game on Saturday night, the play of receiver Kenny Lawler. He's a competitor, and uh, and it just eats at him. You can tell when, when we lose the games, and he plays extremely hard. He practices extremely hard, and, and uh, he holds himself to a high standard, and so uh, we just need to keep on chugging. He doesn't get the ball as it's pulled away from him, thrown to the back of the end zone. Lawler goes up and grabs it. What are they going to call it? Touchdown, Elks, and they're up, Edmonton. Kenny Lawler takes the first pie out of the oven, and the Elks have evened it at six. Yeah, it was just man coverage, uh, cover one. Um, we tried to fake a screen and, uh, you know, slip over the top. But um, we didn't get the screen look. The guys didn't bite on it, and, uh, you know, all it, did, all it turned into right there was just one-on-one uh, goal ball. Who wants it more? And, uh, you know, I came down with it, and, uh, you know, we ended up getting the score there. You knew your foot was in, obviously, right? Yes, sir. Kenny is a, uh, you know, beyond his talent, because that, that's obvious, he is just a tremendous person. Um, his work ethic and the fire and energy that he brings to the offense and to the team um, is unmatched, and it can't be um, calculated by stats or by, you know, 40 times and stuff like that. Um, like, his, he's obviously... You know, the best receiver in the league when he steps on the field, but he's way more than that, and, uh, and he's uh, just a special person and a special part of our team. So being able to get the ball in his hands uh, as often as we can is uh, only going to help our offense. Not a lot, a lot of guys can make that catch for that touchdown tonight either. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was one of those things where you know just giving him an opportunity to uh, to be great, and uh, and that was something we talked about in the quarterback room that we didn't do enough in the first week. Um, you know, letting him do the things that he does and make those great plays and one-on-one coverages. And uh, that was something I went into the game trying to uh, make sure that I gave him that opportunity. Throwing to the back of the end zone. Lauder goes up and grabs it. What are they going to call it? Touchdown, Elks, and they're up, Edmonton. Wow, what a spectacular catch it was Saturday night at the back of the end zone. Lots of coverage around him. He was able to high point it, go up and get it, and make sure the foot stayed in bounds when he landed. One of the early catches of the year in the Canadian Football League. Dave Campbell joining us again on uh, the Elks this week. And you know Dave, who was not that impressed with that catch on Saturday night, talking to him today? was Kenny Lawler. He went, eh, it's all right. You know, I've made better. So, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's talking about it, and it's uh, the play, if not one, one of the plays, if not the play of the week in the Canadian Football League, and as I mentioned, an early candidate for catch of the year. And he's like, yeah, I've had better. So I think we I'm can guarantee. Forward, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Now, we know that if they won, he would have probably sold it a lot better or, or, or played it up yeah. a lot better. And uh, Kenny Lawler is a pretty honest player, I think. But let's just talk about the ability first. I mean, he, he's going to give this offense a chance for the Elks every single game because he's just that good. We knew he was a good receiver in Winnipeg for a couple seasons, especially last year. But Morley, you and I saw him, I've seen him up close and the wingspan this catch radius is just ridiculous how he gets his hands out there and he's got good hands and he's quick and he's slippery and he's tough and he can get uh he can get vertical like it's just ridiculous this guy has all the tools uh that you want in the toolbox and unfortunately you look at the game on saturday that's where you miss a Darrell walker that's where you miss some compliments around him you know manny arsenault had a a good game. He had 85 yards, but one of them was on one play with a 66 yard reception. You're disappointed that Caleb Hawley dropped two catchable balls in the first half that would have really helped the offense. 
But, you know, Kenny Lawler is going to give you a chance every game. But, you know, it reminded me, like, how many games did we watch uh, way back when, when Fred Stamps was the only legit option that the that the uh, Edmonton football team had out there for either Ricky Ray or whoever was at quarterback? That's what it reminded me, that here's, here's Kenny Lawler getting 17 targets, and the next best player who got targeted were, or the next uh, with the most targets is Caleb Hawley with five targets. So mm-hmm. this is where you hope, you know, Darrell Walker's incorporated back into the lineup on Saturday and kind of balance things out. And they need just to find a way to get James Wilder going here. Yeah, 22 touches sure. in two games is not enough. And I yeah. think in, even in, in the, in the last game, 10 touches is not enough. And there were ample opportunities to get him going and they didn't. Especially early on. I mean, I understand, you know, the game in BC, you're, you're throwing the ball because you're trying to make up ground in a hurry, right? Uh, you're, the game against Saskatchewan, same thing. You kind of got behind late, so you're throwing the ball a lot. But early in the game, you got to establish that that run a little bit more. And, and I don't know if we'll see that uh, in Calgary or not. I hope so because, uh, you know, James Wilder Jr., whether running the ball or coming out of the backfield and catching the ball, uh, is a threat and a weapon. There's no doubt about that. Uh, by the way, Kenny Lawler's stats, uh, 17 receptions in two games. Uh, that's the most in the Canadian Football League. 23, uh, 23 attempts thrown his way. That's the most as well. He's second in yards with 221 yards, and uh, he is just behind Eugene Lewis of the Montreal Alouettes, who has 239 yards. So he's having a great season already, and uh, I know Chris Jones worked awful hard in the offseason to get him in free agency, and it has worked out uh, through two games, except for the wins, and I guess that's the most important thing. Those wins yep. have to come as well. Uh, the good news, you mentioned Darrell Walker. Uh, he was back at practice today, so it looks like he'll be able to go this week after missing a game with that finger injury or whatever it was, finger-hand injury that he had. So uh, he should be good to go. And I imagine he could be the guy this week because I'd, uh, I, I'm guessing that the Calgary Stampeders watch game film, and I'm guessing that you're going to double-team Kenny Lawler a little bit. I would think so, yeah. And and you look at their injury report, it's only, it's only day one of the injury report, but I saw... Uh, John Moxie's name on it. I saw Trey Roberson's name on it. So we'll have to see what their secondary will look like. Uh, as well as the Calgary Stampeders have played on offense so far, Morley, their their defense, especially the secondary, has not looked very good. Even coming back from 27-3 down and winning 33-30 against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I'm very curious to see what we're going to see on Saturday from both teams. You know, the Elks feel like they've played better. Uh, that well, I mean, only, only you can only go up from that first game in BC, but it, they they did do some better things. Not enough to win the football game. They're still making too many key errors, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. But I want to see. You know, you got two teams that are kind of playing some erratic football right now. Even though one is, uh, you know, one is coming off of a win and one is coming off of a loss. So I'm just really curious to see what this is going to look like. And this and is the first of I four. Know. I, I know, Dave, that the Stampeders are 2-0, and but, I mean, they had to get a, a last-minute field goal to win week one against Montreal, and they had mm-hmm. to come back from down whatever it was, 27-3, 24-0 at one point as well, against Hamilton to win. So uh, they could very easily be 0-2 going into this game as well. So, yep. m- you know, we keep saying, you know, year after year after year, we say this is the year Calgary takes a step back, right? And they never seem to do it. Uh, but... <laughs> I mean, maybe they're not as good as the record indicates right now, but they yeah. are 2-0. and They are 2-0. and Yeah, hard to tell anyway, this time, right, but they'll Thanks. take 2-0. Uh, by the way, everybody's okay at your house? You're, uh, you're back off the, the COVID list now, right? We are, uh, we are good to go here. Um, as far as Calgary goes, 
we'll know Excellent. that decision tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> I hope that I will have a good result, and I trust I will. So there All you right. go. All right, good stuff. We hope so too, Dave. All right, thanks for joining us tonight. Dave Campbell, uh, color commentator here on Elks Broadcast on 630. Chad Elks made a couple of moves today, most notably released by the team Shy Ross, Martise Jackson, and uh, Claudel Lewis, a defensive lineman who played his first game for the team last week. So uh, the return game will look a little different as well because uh, they have uh, moved Jalen Marshall to the practice roster. They signed a couple of players from down south as well. So uh, Chris Jones continues to make moves, looking for that right concoction that he can put together to get a win. That's the show for tonight. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, who is operating things back at the station. My name's Morley Scott. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning on the 630 Ched Morning Show.